1: You are listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael. right, what's up, everybody? Welcome
2: back to another episode of the 23 Personnel Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer,
3: joined by Michael. Hello, everybody, where I am here to pose this question to you. Your current job. Whatever your current job is, think about it. What Thank would your local community have to offer you to get you to stay? Nothing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like I'm going to, it's, you don't have to. I don't know, man. The The meme that this has become is
3: ridiculous, I think. It's, it's insane. It's just really ridiculous. Of course, we're referring to all of the businesses cashing in on positive PR, announcing that chris beard will no longer have to pay for x number of things in lubbock we'll probably get into more exactly what those things are later but it's just it's just ridiculous at this point yeah
2: um so it's tuesday night march 30th still no official word on
3: chris beard's coaching plans beard watch beard watch 2021 Yeah, we should probably label it. Probably should even just like go with a season two just to be safe because it's probably going to happen quite a bit if he stays. I don't know. Beard Watch Spring 2021. Spring 21 Beard Watch. So, I mean, I all I got. We
2: we will talk about Chris Beard and the rumors on that kind of stuff and what we think is happening or what we expect to see or how are you? We want to phrase that. (laughs) A lot... A lot going on in, in the tournament. Sweet 16 teams getting blown up by 20. Like what is happening? Way to go. USC. Um, Obviously look ahead. Baylor final four. I guess we kind of saw that coming, but ugh. I mean, they they, they had a, like a 17 point lead in the first half over Arkansas. Didn't see that coming. Yeah, yeah, they're they're pretty good. Turns out we will spend some time talking about baseball because that's what that's the season we're in right now that and spring football. We have some uh, media availabilities of the coordinators, Sonny Cumbie and Keith Patterson and then talk about just our, our updates and what we learned we, we've got several little mini topics if you want to keep up with us throughout the week though you can do so on twitter at 23 personnel <clears throat> you can follow me spencer at punts suck two s is there in the middle and michael at michael underscore lbk please excuse me while i'm still getting over this stupid head cold sinus infection whatever you want to call it i can't i can't seem to kick it it's hanging around
3: 60 mile an hour winds, baby. It does it every time.
2: I know. And it's, it's just, every couple of days. It's like, here, have some more dust in your nasal passages. Here's here's some more stuff to float around. Here's some more. Um, Have some more. Speaking of some more, Michael, you need to have some more home field apparel. Oh. Homefield.com. Check it out. Texas Tech line recently dropped. You can get 15% off. Your first purchase using promo code 23Personnel. Lots of great designs. Michael got a baseball shirt. I think that's what they, they call design. I had like a, it's like a badge with the Texas Tech in it.
3: Yeah, I've got to get in there. And I, I think I need to order some non-tech stuff just to kind of round out my repertoire here. And, I'm, and I would love to hear some input from the listeners. Uh, I'm thinking Loyola. Loyola's up there uh i forgot who else there there was another good one i thought of oh louisville my families or my in-laws are from there and my wife grew up there and went to louisville for a year or two and so i thought well maybe i'll get maybe i'll get one of their shirts i don't know just kind of spread the wealth a little bit
2: they have a ton of school options
3: michael i may have to get some slippery rock Yes, that was actually the one because in high school I had, it wasn't the bar, it was the caps that came out after the bar caps, you know, the, the, the straight bar that went across the cap No, with the, the name, the name of the school on it. No. So those were, those were supplanted with just stuff like, uh, the rock. And then it would have an emblem underneath it that said SRU or, you know, Texas tech, and then there'd be a football or or a double T inside. Anyway. So those of you of a certain age know exactly what I'm talking about, but I had a slippery rock cap that I was very proud of. It was one of my nicer caps. I wore it. Uh, it was, it was not as I would call back then because of a farm kid. It was not one of my sweating caps. No, not one of my work caps. That was a town cap. Yeah.
2: Um, depending on how all this goes down with Chris beard, maybe, uh, we become fans of Marquette. They've got some, <laughs> uh, some home field apparel, like you mentioned, Loyola, Chicago, Houston Baptist. How did they get on here before Texas Tech? Is what I want to know.
3: I just think whoever signed it didn't really know what they were doing. Uh, sure. I guess you can put our logo on something. I don't know. They're
2: <laughs> like, all right. Anyways, all that over at home field apparel. <clears throat> but like I said, basketball, baseball, and spring football. Sorry, I've got so many things going on. As you guys know, as you should know, you still have one more day, if you listen to this on the day that we release, March 31st, to enter in the drawing for a custom one-of-one pair of Air Force One low tops. That's right, from our good, good friends at eBay sneakers, you can find rare deadstock, the latest release, all the exact sneakers you're looking for. They're all on eBay. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go to cop the pair you've been eyeing. In partnership with eBay, Armchair Media will be raffling off four custom-made sneakers. Each purchase you make before March 31st, which is soon through ebay.com sneakers, will enter you into a drawing for, like I said, that one-on-one pair of Air Force One low-tops. All you got to do is send a screenshot of your purchase to armchair media on Twitter or Instagram. It's at armchair media. You can send it to us as well. And we'll send that along.
3: Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. NBA is in full swing and college basketball heats up as the schools make their way into the madness. We've descended quite a bit into the madness. Now we're almost have the final four set. We have the final five. Uh, The tournament is here. And so is the $100,000 Bracket Madness Contest as Bet Online is the spot to be for all of your bracketology needs. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets. And it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device
0: to sign up today. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip.
4: Hi, checking in for...
0: Or the perfect table.
4: Hey, where are you?
5: So I'm gonna tell it, Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word: Broomgate.
3: Receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, with that, let's jump into basketball.
5: Here comes Stevenson. Space.
1: Shot clock is at three, Mooney spins, fires, oh, he's got it to go! Edwards with a three. Good! What a shot through Edwards! Already double into three.
5: Good who puts it down! Already.
2: So I was seeing some of the tweets, Michael, talking about the two-year anniversary of Tech defeating Gonzaga to get it to the Final Four. And I went back. and was like, you know what? I'll watch some extended highlights of that game today. <laughs> Surely did. And I, I was watching. I was like, I, probably because there's two seasons of basketball between then and now, right? I
3: was like, sure.
2: oh, boy. That was a
3: dang good team. I remember when... The- Tech used to be able to do alley-oops. That was a thing they used to dunk. That was a thing they did. That was a thing they did two years ago um, and three years and four years ago, but not so much the last two, last two years are just, um, you know, dunks are optional. Yeah. Dunks they're, they're low, they're, they're low uh, percentage shots.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So as we mentioned, um, final five, there's one final elite eight game going on right now, Michigan, UCLA. In true Michigan fashion, the game is almost halfway through the first half. So like there's nine minutes in the first half, 12 combined points have been scored. <laughs> if you'll remember when Texas Tech played Michigan in Ooh. Sweet
3: 16? Uh, yes, it was I believe so.
2: eerily similar to this. Texas Tech, like you, you ended up winning that game by 10, but it was like 55 to 45 or something ridiculous. Like Michigan did not score very many points, also held you to 55 points, but yeah, um, it's a point per minute, apparently just about the other game a little bit earlier, Gonzaga, USC, Gonzaga wins that by
3: what I say, 20, something like that. It was pretty close. I think it was 17 or nowhere. 19. 19. 85-66. So USC
2: is done. Last night, Houston took down Oregon State 67-61. And Baylor took down Arkansas 81-72. Like I said earlier, Baylor um, built a pretty significant first half lead and then just kind of kept Arkansas at arm's length. I don't watch any of the Houston game, but... There was a there was
3: a seed disparity there. I think it was two twelve. Oh yeah, yeah two twelve. Yeah, so, they've they've kind of had um, you know, Houston has. Let's see, they they've had a decent path to get to where they are. We could put it that way. Uh, you know, they started out playing a ten. No, they played a fifteen, and then a ten, and then an eleven. And then a 12. That seems sure. right. Doesn't it? As a two seed to never play anyone higher than, a, than a 10. That that seems normal. That's no. a normal thing. <laughs> uh, so congrats to the Cougars. You, you know, we're, we're proud to attribute. Let's see. What was our record this year? How many games did we lose? Like 10, 11. If that three of them are the final four teams, baby. Yeah, take that. (laughs) So there's that. So anyway, uh, yeah, just kind of interesting in all Texas, half of the uh, semi championship bracket, or I don't even know all the lingo. But uh, we'll find out on April 3rd how the two Texas teams fare against each other. And if Gonzaga is playing Michigan or I just have a feeling Gonzaga is going to move on forward.
2: Yeah, so final four, um, game one, Saturday, 5 p.m. Game two, Saturday night, 8.30. Championship game, Monday night. Ooh, this tips off late, 9 p.m. Eastern time, tip Monday. Why? Night.
3: Why so late?
2: I don't know, man. I don't know either. So the the 5 and 8.30, <clears throat> those are also Eastern, so it's 4 and 7.30 here, Central. Okay. So if you've been living under a rock, like we're not going to say anything new here. Shaka oh, smart no. leaves university of Texas. It's not fired, leaves them to take a job at Marquette. And one of the jobs, everybody's kind of worried about if it ever comes open and they come calling for Chris Beard, hold your breath. This has been <laughs> like five days now. We're like, Figure something out. Let's go. It's been a little
3: anxiety inducing. The speculation is rampant on both sides of tech fans and Texas fans. There are people saying both things on both sides that there's no way he would come here to Austin or there's no way he would leave here is in Lubbock or whatever. Everybody's got a pretty strong take on it saying one way or the other. And as we alluded to earlier, the entire community of Lubbock, including businesses I've never heard of, have offered Chris Beard anything from free tacos to free carpet cleaning, to free relationship counseling, (laughs) to free. um, And I'm not making these up. These are all real things. Wings, barbecue, beer. Uh, I know I'm missing tacos. I saw tacos today. I know I'm missing something else. Several things, probably. But everyone's just getting in on offering him free... Oh, uh, pigs in a blanket. Nice. I think the Lantern apparently makes good pigs in the blanket that supposedly he likes, according to their posts. Who knows? And they offered him free ones for for life, I guess. So, the richest man in Lubbock is going to be able to not have to pay for anything ever. And... It's just really kind of ridiculous at this point. I, I don't expect, I, I wanted to get your thoughts on this. I don't expect him to come out and make an announcement because that's kind of a weird thing. I've seen both, uh, you know, really well known people say and deny that or can't confirm that UT's actually reached out and they've talked to him. Yeah. I, so how, how, how dumb would it look to come out? And if, if that, if they actually haven't come and talked to him, if, if he came and said, I just wanted to throw this out there that, uh, I'm taking myself out of the, out of the nomination for, for UT football coach <laughs> have just throwing it out there. And then you could always like, say, well, yeah, mm-hmm. it's because we never talked to you, bro. <laughs> we never said anything. Um, yeah, I mean,
2: okay. So here's, here's where I'm at. Like, because neither side has said anything officially, my assumption is that they're, they are pursuing him heavily. Yeah. Um, and in the midst of contract negotiations, either way for an extension for Chris Beard here at Texas tech, or as a new coach at Texas, you're not going to hear anything like nobody's going to say, Oh well, yeah, we're 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 in the final stages of contract negotiations with Chris Beard. Like you wouldn't hear that until like his agent has released it, basically.
3: Well, I um, mean, we all we have to do is go back to uh, December, January, when after a really lackluster football season. Oh yeah, there was just complete and total silence coming out of this program. I mean, they can clamp the lid shut, friends. So I, I'm not expecting anything and i don't know if we should really and i i think we should have expected something faster than what they were able to do in, in regards to whether wells was staying or if they were making some changes elsewhere or what i know that wells was apparently quite sick with COVID and had symptoms so i know that was a lot of it but but still they just left everybody hanging for nine or ten days so this is nothing this
2: is We're only halfway a, through a completely that.
3: different scenario. Yeah, this is <laughs> we have a coach we want <laughs> that's winning games that uh, looks to be continuing to move this program in the right direction. So this is kind of a good problem to have, but it's it's not something I expect Kirby Hokut or Geo or somebody to get on a podium and and just do the kind of weird we have full confidence in Beard Staying here, or I mean, what do what do people expect him to yeah. say? What do people expect Beard to even say? I mean, he anyway. I, I, I just think, I think I think silence is what we're going to get, and I think that's what should, we should expect until UT fills the position, pretty much.
2: So my take on this, especially with, with Texas Tech fans and how, how antsy everybody is, is because we have made, we, the university and donors have made significant investment in the program, whether it's the, the Womble or that he's already like a top five paid coach in the country. And we're willing to up that to keep him here. um, That it basically falls back on just like, it's purely up to what Chris Beard wants, right? It's not like, Oh, he's going to go make a whole bunch more money and he's got so many more opportunities or whatever elsewhere. Like, you look at it, you're like, perhaps recruiting would be a little easier at Texas, but then you you can kind of weigh that out with like culture wouldn't be a, a, as good of a fit. So like, yeah, you may be able to get a whole bunch of McDonald's all Americans, but then you have to find the right ones that still want to play hard, which maybe that had something to do with Nemari Burnett and Joel and Tomboy. I don't know. Um, so it's not like it's, it's, um, one for like, it's going to be like an immediate upgrade. Like he's going to walk it down into Austin and everything's gonna be better. You can make a whole bunch more money. Like I doubt Texas is willing to just say here have six, $7 million a year to coach our basketball team when they You're just make, went after make
3: more than our football coach.
2: Right. When they just went after, um, Sarkeesian and all that kind of stuff. And like, yeah, I mean, obviously schools, some schools pay their basketball coach more than football. Texas tech is an example Texas of tech that. Does. Like we're doing it <laughs> yeah. now. Like it's not out of, the, out of the, out of the ordinary, but I think what it is is like Texas tech fans feel vulnerable and it's, it's, it's like you've done all that you can do and then to all like to then ultimately still be turned down. You're like, that would be kind of a crushing blow. Right. Oh, and it would. I, and I, I think that's where a lot of people are, are, are kind of tied into there. So like, well, what else could we have done? Nothing. And then, like, well, who else is out there to go get? I don't know. I don't know who, like who you'd go after to replace. I'm not, beard. I'm
3: not even ready to have that conversation yet. Well, right. There's, like, there's too many what ifs to, to even for my brain to even comprehend going down that road. But with, with beard, I think you're, you're kind of pointing to something. What else could we do? Rob bro, friend of the show. I, I got to catch part of his, a uh, Saturday morning show here on talk 1340 in Lubbock. You can also listen to KKM.com 10 to noon. Anyway, uh is, his point was basically where does Chris Beard think he can go and win either the fastest or just win more. His, uh, his point was if that's, that could be what's driving him. It could just be that simple if he thinks he can do it at Texas, if he thinks he's got a chance to win a national championship faster at Texas than at Texas tech money aside, that may be what he does. I'm not sure that that's the position Texas is in right now. Uh, I mean, they do have some really great players. I'm sure he'd love to get his, his hands on these guys and get them uh, playing some, you know, the defense that he likes to play. And, but I just, I'm not sure. I think that might be, text's advantage at this point is I would say that right now with him here, there's a, there's a brighter future, I think for winning games than in Austin, as, at least for right now. So that's, that's my only thought is if he does go, I hope it's not because they just money whipped him into, and he's, he ends up miserable or something or, but if he goes and he's truly thinking I can win with these guys right here, I can bring in a couple of pieces and we're going to go to the final four next year or or whatever in Austin. I I could take that a little bit easier than, ah, well, I mean, they paid me 7 million a year, so I got to go, got to go do it. Yeah. And, and, and I'm, I'm
2: narcissistic enough to be like, you could do that here like of course you could do, you, you could add
3: a couple pieces here and be successful and write yeah, your that's legacy what I'm saying. and all that kind of stuff. Well, but that's I mean, where I think tech is. I think tech has the advantage with that. And I, I think with him already here, having established what he wants to establish I, versus him packing up and leaving, he has a better chance of getting to the final four again in Lubbock than he does in Austin in like let's say the next three years
2: yeah and and none of the other things other places that uh people have said you know oh that that might be a good place for beer to go would be any kind of rebuilding job like that's not that's not who he is as a coach anymore like he has the luxury of saying no i'm not going to go spend time building a program is would texas be a rebuild I mean, they've got
3: talent, but like... They, yeah, I don't they, think it would be. Would they play and fit his style? I don't know. They've got too many tall guys.
2: <laughs> He's going to like ship all of them out. <laughs> I need a bunch of 6'7ers, okay? Let's he doesn't go. know what to do with
3: guys over 6'7".
2: <laughs> but then like like you look around to some of the other, other jobs that... Um, blue Bloods that you would think may hold some sway if they come calling, like Duke or North Carolina or Kentucky or Kansas and... And outside of maybe Kansas, like everybody else, those jobs could be opening up soon next few years. Like he could just hold Pat at Texas tech and do what he can here for the next few years and continue an upward trend until one of those jobs open up. And that's like a dream for him. I I don't know what is. Yeah. Um, Or like just a dream scenario where like take his style, which he, you know, he, he he's shown to be successful at a school like Texas tech and if he can get the pieces and recruiting and all that kind of stuff that bigger schools or bigger basketball schools can afford or can, can put together, like how many championships can he win there? Um, if he goes to Texas and doesn't work out, will he have those same opportunities? I don't know.
3: Yeah it's let's just we'll have to see another thing worth mentioning is i believe his buyout goes down a million dollars after april 1st yeah that's thursday (laughs) yeah and so is it from five to four is that right something like that yeah so that's something that people throw around um and
2: if i'm texas tech and kirby hoka and like and you're able to re-sign and extend um beard I'm gonna to try to rewrite that part of the contract and say your buyout goes down May first.
3: <laughs> that's not a bad. That's not a bad idea
2: because ev- everybody's looking for coaches. <laughs> maybe six
3: weeks. Maybe like May fifteenth.
2: <laughs> like everybody's looking for coaches right now or right after the, the tournament's over. Yeah. Maybe I, I'm, I'm. I'm sure he wouldn't go for it because he, he would say that would probably li- limit his options at the next place, right? But still, I'm like, sure
3: I'm sure that was probably. A Texas Tech but friendly by piece. Him or his lawyers, <laughs> Texas
2: Tech friendly piece. You're like, nah, the, the buyout will go down June.
3: Come 1050. on, man! Free barbecue. Remember, <laughs> he's never going to take anybody up on that. That's ridiculous. Oh gosh, no, no. He's going to order under different names and then you know tip extraordinarily. I, he's just <laughs> that's what's so ridiculous about all of it. <sighs> Christopher Mustache. But yeah, that's really all I've got on that is that we know nothing. We are Nobody not Nobody knows anything. like, like of all of the, the insiders know nothing
2: of all of the rumors and people that should be in the, in the know, like what you hear is like the same person will say it could be this or it could be that, or it could be anything.
3: I don't know. I would just advise you to whatever Twitter account you're following, maybe cross check with, uh, coach Briles rumors and or Vic vinegar and or Mike Leach rumors to, (laughs) and you know, all all that stuff, maybe just kind of do a little cross check, search that and see if, if they were on top of those as well.
2: Yeah. It's a good place. All right. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping by the next time we record that it's not an instant reaction to something bad. Right. That it's our normally scheduled recording next week that, uh, We'll have an update for
3: you. A concrete update in Chris Beard Watch 2021. Yes. And don't get me wrong. uh, Even though I'm maybe I think I'm putting off a weird kind of sarcastic vibe. That's kind of just me sometimes. But I want Beard to stay. I think he's fantastic. I think he's great. He's a great fit for Lubbock. I want him to stay. I do not want him to leave. But we also should probably not quite build a statue of him yet. No. Kind of like, on that same token, let's, let's, let's tone it down a little, just a tiny bit, just a tiny bit, guys. That's all I'm asking. Turn it from 11 down to nine and a half.
2: Like, and and to that point, really quickly, before we move on to baseball, I love Chris Beard, the man and the coach for Texas Tech. As of today, that may change in 24 hours if something else happens. <laughs> I still don't but think also, I'm, I don't know. I'm not, think i i do not know i am not i am not in a position where I want to erect a statue in his honor. Because, sure. I mean, you could do do this with anybody, but getting to a national title game, as good as that is, is not really worthy of commemoration
3: in my book. It's well of commemoration of some sort. I mean, maybe not, maybe not the full blown statue.
2: Th- there's a banner hanging in
3: the arena. Does not have his name on it.
2: That's it. I'm good with that.
3: Yeah, I, I think. And, and really, if he did leave for Texas, I think the hardest part for all of us would be how right the Longhorn fans have been all this time saying that, well, if, all Texas got to do is back up, the, back up the Brinks truck, baby, and he'd just come right back. Yeah, he's I'm one of us, remember? Yeah. So that would be the worst, absolute worst part. And facing him twice a year. Yeah. Maybe three. Also not good.
2: As soon as Texas is ready for a beard, he'll be with us. <laughs> right. Right. Ugh. Smug. But the gold, the golden lining, silver lining here, golden line, it, it, it'd be pretty golden. Is if Beard turns them down, that means Texas would have gone after Beard, Tadlock, and Kitley and gone 0 for 3. You can't oh gosh, just, I forgot about Kitley. You, you can't just pluck a Texas Tech coach and like,
3: we're Texas. Nice try. That's right. I forgot about Kitley. Okay, yeah, over three. Hopefully, let's see. We'll see what let's happens.
2: See. All right. Speaking of Tadlock, let's let's do some baseball.
1: Left field, well struck. Deslony picks it up on a bounce. He's racing for second. Three.
2: right the victory bells have been busy michael texas tech just wrapped up their 12 game homes home, gan, home stand. homestand well 12 game homestand and went 11 and one
3: and that was that was even a close one what the first game of the oklahoma state series that we was lost it? 2-0 yeah could not get on base very well but that's 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 dead and gone What happened this last weekend? They hosted the bulls
2: of the university of South Florida and they went ahead and put up 31 runs and gave up 10 gulp. They won Friday night, 16 to six Saturday afternoon, eight zero Sunday afternoon, seven to four Friday that 16 it came in bunches. Tech scored 2 runs in the bottom of the 2nd, 9 in the bottom of the 5th, not 5 more in the bottom of the 7th. That 5th inning, Michael, was wild. Let me let me read you some of the plays here. And let me t- let me ask you if you've heard anything like this happening before. You ready? I'm ready. Woodcocks, the first batter of the fifth inning, hits a home run. Noisy singles, noisy still second, calmly walks. Baker triples, scores two more runs. Jace Young doubles, scores another run. Kurt Wilson singles, scores another run. Ethan Morrell flies out. So one, two, three, four, five, six. Your seventh Batter of the inning is your first out. <laughs> oh. That's not good. Oh, that hurts. That hurts. Kurt Wilson steals second. Braxton Fulford flies out. So your eighth batter is your second out. Then Dylan Carter walks. Dude had himself a weekend. Like, welcome back to the lineup. Dylan Carter, not in the fifth inning here. His first at bat
3: in his first game back, first pitch. Blasts a home run. A dinger. Yeah. I remember hearing about that. It's wild.
2: Um USF is like, that's a lot of runs. They've Texas Tech, Tech has put up four runs at this point. They switch pitchers. Woodcox comes back up to bat, hits another home run. He hit two home runs and in one inning. <laughs> Not just one game, one inning. Noisy walks. Conley singles. Baker hits a single and scores another run. And then Jace Young flies out there. Those are your eight runs in the fifth. Four of them are off Drew Woodcox's two home runs in the inning.
3: So he had four RBI in one inning. Yep. Hmm. That's not bad. That's That's a pretty devastating inning if you're South Florida.
2: Yep. And then in the seventh... It starts off with Dylan noisy. He walks Cal Conley pops up. So he's out Baker doubles and scores noisy. Jace Young strikes out. Kurt Wilson triples. Hit hits another RBI. Morell gets on base by hit by pitch. Cole Stilwell comes in to bat for Braxton Fulford. And this dude blasts a three run home run <laughs> on his first pitch. Like batters were swinging bats. Like I said, Texas Tech ends up winning this game, sixteen to six. Gave up three runs in the top of the sixth, two more in the eighth, one in the fourth. Saturday, the ever fiery Patrick Monteverdi takes the mound. Ooh, and you know he was relentless on (laughs) on Saturday. Just has himself a normal outing of seven innings. Five hits, no runs, no walks, nine strikeouts. Seven full innings on 75 pitches. That's efficient. Hands the ball over to Micah Dallas, who goes the final two innings, two hits. No runs, no walks, three more strikeouts. Dallas at his two innings of work on 30 pitches. Texas Tech offensively scores two in the first. One in the third, one in the fourth, one in the sixth, one in the seventh, two in the eighth. They just kept putting it on. Monteverdi moves to five and zero on the season. Um, I'll talk about some of his his season stats and what he's been able to do as we as we preview the series this upcoming weekend against Kansas State. Um, offensively, you had one double and one home run on the day. Everything else, you're just moving guys around. You were hitting with guys in scoring position, um, just doing small ball, but you put up eight runs doing it. Sunday, you win seven to four, a little bit closer. Um, Mason Montgomery, not the, the line that you would want to have, Dude only goes four in a third innings, four hits, four runs. All those earned three walks, four strikeouts. And those four innings he did in 72 pitches. So just about the same number of pitches that Monteverdi threw in seven full innings, Mason Montgomery did in four. Now, when he handed the ball over uh, in the top of the fifth, it was, oh, well, South Florida had scored three runs in the fifth, but it was one, two, three, four.
3: It was tied four, four. Oh, so kind of, kind of a heat check moment there. Andrew divine
2: comes in. He throws uh, one and two thirds innings. So he gets you uh, into the seventh sublet throws two innings. Sorry, divine in his one and two thirds innings. He only gave up one hit, two walks, two strikeouts. Sublet comes in, throws Two full innings, no hits, no runs, no walks, three strikeouts on 26 pitches. Chase Hampton comes in, shuts it down, gets his first save of the season on one inning of work. No hits, no runs, no walks, no strikeouts. Took him 10 pitches to do it. Offensively, um, let's see. Braxton Fulford hit a home run in the second. Uh, Jace young singled and drove in a run in the third Fulford singled and drove in a run in the fourth Conley doubled and drove in noisy in the fifth noisy singled in the sixth to drive in Woodcocks and then Conley um, and noisy advanced on a past ball and then a throwing error scores. Sorry, noisy. is noisy. Woodcox is thrown it at home.
3: They both tried to score on that pass ball throwing error. I want to ask you a question. Andrew Devine came in, pitched what? Let's see, what was it? He pitched one and two-thirds inning. Mm-hmm. And he gets the win. Why does he get the win? So he
2: gets the win because Texas Tech took the lead when he was
3: the pitcher of record. And then never gave up the, oh, obviously never gave up the lead. And then Texas Tech never gave the lead back up. So, okay. Whoever is the
2: winning team's pitcher at the time that the winning team takes the lead. So, if you, if you win a game one zero and you score that one run in the first inning, it's your starting pitcher who gets the win.
4: Mm,
3: Gotcha. But if you're, you know, if you're tied or if you're up seven, no, if you're down seven six, and then you win eight, seven. And you've got one guy who pitched like a third of an inning in the, in the ninth. Does he get the win? As long as he was the pitcher, like he was the, still your pitcher.
2: Um, when you took the lead. Okay. So like that game against uh UConn a few weeks ago, I'll have to look it up really quick to see who the, who the pitcher was for Texas tech that, very last at bat. Um, Brendan Girton, he was the last pitcher in the top of the 10th to face a UConn batter and Texas Tech takes the lead, walks it off in the bottom of the 10th. He gets the win. He sure did, didn't he? Wow. Even though he gave up two runs in the 10th.
3: Yeah. Caleb Worcester, rightfully so, got the loss. (laughs) Got the L after giving up three home runs consecutively. (laughs) yeah
2: so yeah, that'll happen, <laughs> like I said, uh, coming into the series, South Florida hadn't really been tested the the their schedule just wasn't anything you would um you would expect to see anything.
3: and they come in at like five hundred. Um, One thing I heard too is they this was they kind of made a big deal out of this, and then they backed off a little bit because they said the other half. they said that this was South Florida's first time out of the state. Yeah. I was coming to Lubbock and I thought, oh, these guys, what have they done? And then they said, and just a reminder, Tech hasn't left the state either until this coming weekend when they go to Kansas State. I thought, oh, okay. Right, and I thought, oh, well, that was South Florida. They're soft. They haven't even left Florida.
2: And I'm Are not you, sure if they've played in front of fans until this weekend either. Uh, may, ooh, maybe not. Maybe not. So following the weekend, uh, your sweep of the Bulls, Rankings Updated, D1 Baseball, Baseball America, National College Baseball Writers Association, and the AP Baseball Coaches Poll all have you as the number four team in the country. The only poll that is different is Collegiate Baseball, which has you at number three. Your RPI rating as of March 30th is number 20 in the country
3: so could a uh, consensus top four team mm-hmm. outside of the RPI, but the rpi is more of a statistical of, analysis it's,
2: yeah it's like a strength of schedule rating, and yeah it's it's really used um in seeding for the tournament at the end of the year
3: sure kind of similar to the ncaa uh basketball stuff
2: yeah like the net rankings all that kind of stuff player yep. of the week drew baker big 12 player of the week on the weekend because there was no midweek Dude went 10 for 14, which is a cool seven 14 batting average five RBI, three stolen bases His 42 hits on the season. Good for second in the country. You he, and with good man, with the recent shakeup in the lineup uh, with, especially with Dylan Carter coming back, Baker's moved out of the starting the, the one hole. He's not your leadoff batter anymore. He's now third. Um, Noisy's moved back up into first. His at bats. I mean, I wouldn't expect him to go down a whole bunch going from first to third, but you know, that may happen. Um, still among some of the best offensive and defensive performances on the team. Um, so before before we jump ahead and look at the the, the series against Kansas State this weekend. We need to remind you that Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The NBA is in full swing, and college basketball is nearing the end of March Madness. I mean, Final Four, like we said. The tournament is here, and so is the $100,000 Bracket Madness contest, as Bet Online is the spot to be for all your bracketology needs. If you're getting any better, do that quickly. Did you see, Michael? Hold on. Did you see some of those, um, <laughs> those prop bets over the weekend they had? Oh, I loved them. The I loved so them. Bet Online has you covered for all of those screaming hot prop bets, news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sports book experts.
3: And as you know, 23 Personnel is brought to you by eBay sneakers from rare deadstock to the latest release. You can find the exact sneaker you're looking for on eBay. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go to cop the pair you've been eyeing. In partnership with eBay, Armchair Media will be raffling off four custom-made sneakers each purchase you make before March 31st through eBay. So this is coming up. This is maybe too late, but we'll see. So if, if you listening to this when this episode drops on March 30th, you have until March 31st to make a purchase through ebay.com sneakers. And you will be entered into a drawing for one of one pair of Air Force One low tops. That's a lot of ones. Just send a screenshot of your purchase to at armchair media on Twitter or Instagram, or you can send it to our social media accounts at 23 personnel and we'll get you in that drawing. We're driven by the search for better. Just go to indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire?
0: You need Indeed. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way?
4: Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are.
0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's BYTE.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with BYTE.
4: All right,
2: Michael. So, the upcoming series this weekend against Kansas State no midweek. You're going Thursday, Friday, Saturday with the Easter holiday you're traveling up to Kansas State like you mentioned the first time out of the state of Texas Kansas State is currently 13 and 10 on this season 0 and 3 in Big 12 play I believe they traveled down to Stillwater to take on Oklahoma State and they did that's what they did and they got swept um two things both those teams Kansas State and Oklahoma State I want to mention this really quickly have recently Renovated their baseball stadiums. Kansas State, uh, more internally, their 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 offices and facilities for the student-athletes. Um, Really impressive. Like, it's a really cool-looking building they did. Um, whereas Oklahoma State completely built a new stadium from the ground up. O'Bright Stadium. They spent $70 million. But, dude, <laughs> I watched a video from their athletic department today from Oklahoma state's athletic department doing like a tour walkthrough of the stadium. I was like,
3: Oh man, I'm jealous. It is <laughs> such a nice stadium. I was completely prepared for a full on hater remark here. I no. thought I, the, just the way you led me into that, I thought you were just going to say a 70 million, just not spent well at all or something crazy. And but, so it's, it's pretty, it's the complete opposite of that. If they got what they paid for,
2: uh, and then some,
3: I mean, they, they've got, I, I
2: don't even know. I don't even know how to like describe it to you. Like it's the, the capacity I think is around 6,000. Um, but if you think about like what you would get at a Texas tech game, like that's, that's a good number. Um, I believe all of the grass is natural grass. Um, at least the outfield is the seating goes, basically all the way around. So you get like the Texas tech lower bowl style, but all the way up the foul lines, they've got this right field um, tailgating section that they call the corrals, which are just, oh, that's not bad, but like, here's the thing in these corrals, like they, they don't have any seats. So, so I assume you just bring your own, you just stand, but like there's a, there's a drink bar platform, whatever, on the front side of it, facing the field, they're covered. They provide grills. They provide storage space. So like you legit go out there and you cook and you like just hang out and like all the crowds, like they're, they're, they're kind of separated, but they're really just open to the next group over. Like that's a really cool idea. They also have this, this, um, what do they call it? It's, it's open air, um, area in the right field corner where they can do like bounce houses and stuff for kids and like a family friendly area. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm gushing about Oklahoma state and it's kind of making me (laughs) sick, but this stadium is legit and it really makes Texas tech like Dan law field at Rip Griffin park is nice. Except when you look at a place like this, you're like, holy crap, we're way behind.
3: It's, it's one of those places that, you know, you walk up those rickety, scary stairs up to your seat. And once you get up into the stands, everything's fine, but kind of walking around underneath and you know, it's not fair to say anything about underneath a stadium and I have never been in the press box and I know they've done a lot of improvements up in there. Uh, the field itself is gorgeous. I I love the field, but yeah, it, it could use some improvement and Oh man, you just posted a picture of the Oklahoma state one. that looks like a rendering though, or is that an actual photo? That may be a rendering, but like,
2: dude, based on what I watched today, like that is what it looks like. That's pretty right. Oh my gosh. That
3: almost looks like a, like a mini pro stadium. It's like, um, like a minor league stadium, but like done yeah. right. Like a really nice minor league, like uh where you're like a, a, a stadium out in Arizona where they have spring camp or whatever they call it.
2: So I just posted another picture. This is from home plate. looking to left field. They have a big video board out there. They have seats in front of the video board, which is pretty cool. Um, their mouth
3: is just open.
2: <laughs> they um, their suites around like the, the top level. They have like, like indoor, like a buffet, like just sweet style, but like you can walk out and then have like really nice cushion. I don't know. I'm like I said, I'm, I'm gushing over the stadium. I really want one. <laughs> like this, That'll maybe Christmas list on oh, my Christmas list. Let's go ahead and spend $71 million on it. Just, just so we can just say Oklahoma state. Um, this is one thing I would not mind stealing from them. Like we, we we talk about all the stuff that they stole from Texas tech. Let's go ahead and take this from them.
3: Quid pro quo, baby. It's a great looking stadium.
2: All right. That has nothing to do with this because we've already played Oklahoma state. We are not going to still water till next year. Just when I saw that the game was going up and, uh, um, Manhattan or oh, what do they call themselves? Um, omaha Omaha,ton Kansas. I don't know. They were trying to like mix Omaha and Manhattan. That's something. It was it was unfortunate. Um, <laughs> and that they had a recently renovated stadium. I was like, oh man, it looks really nice. And then I, I was talking to Keith about it. And he said, well, phew, Oklahoma State did it really nice. I was looking at it. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm I'm sports facilities jealous. Because inside this, they've got like, obviously the best indoor facilities you can have, have got indoor batting cages and pitching labs and all this kind of stuff. It's like, oh, oh, we just need a benefactor to donate 35 million. And Anyways, Kansas state. Um, if you want to look at, uh, some statistical comparisons, Michael, I went ahead and did some comparisons. These are season numbers, not big 12 numbers. Um, just cause it, Small sample size for both schools so far. In terms of, if you look at offense, batting average, on-base percentage, slugging percentage, doubles, triples, home runs, runs and runs per game, and walks, Texas Tech leads in all of those categories. Kansas State batters strike out. They've struck out three fewer times on the season than Texas Tech, so it's really close. And they've stolen two more bases on the season. So the mm-hmm. two categories that Kansas State leads, it's three strikeouts in 23 games and two stolen bases in 23 games. Now, those the rankings, which you know, I'm not gonna go through all these numbers because it's gonna be difficult to listen to. Notes document, on stake in the planes. Um, you can check it out. But Texas Tech, top, I mean, the lowest one we have is strikeouts at seventh in the conference. Everything else, third in average, first and on base, first in slugging, uh, third in doubles, second in triples, first in home runs, first in runs scored, second in walks. Kansas State is seventh, ninth, fourth, eighth, ninth, second in home runs, so that's one really close to them, seventh in runs, seventh in walks, sixth in strikeouts, and third in stolen bases, so not really close except for those last two. Um, Zach Kokoska leads the conference in home runs at nine for reference. Jace Young has eight and he's second now on, on defense. Um, Kansas state leads in two statistical categories, team ERA and number of walks, their pitchers surrender or have surrendered on the season ERA though. Like I said, it's really close. Um, Kansas state is third in the conference. Texas tech is fourth tech leads in opponent batting average hits given up where we're first. Kansas state is eighth given up fewer runs, almost 20 fewer runs, almost one fewer run per game. We've walked three more batters in 23 games than Kansas state has. That's the other statistical category. Kansas state leads in. We have struck it out. Our pitchers have struck out more opposing batters we've given up fewer home runs and our defense has
3: committed fewer errors. Yeah, so for their record and and, and despite what you just said, that th- this was closer than I thought it was going to be. Cuz I came in seeing oh 13 to 10 then they went 0 for 3 in Stillwater Stillwater's a solid team obviously, but you'd like to at least pick up one. Uh but yeah, they this could still be a good a good test for Tech based off what we can see here.
2: Yeah, for sure. And they have one of the conference's best pitchers in Jordan Wicks. He's the second in conference in total strikeouts, 51 in his six games pitched. So it's almost 10 per game. No, sorry. That's more than 10 per game. No, it's not. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, the math here for some reason says it's 12.3 strikeouts per game. That's not right. Um, he's fourth in the conference innings pitched, uh, and he's good to go almost you know, six and a third inning per outing. Um, that's a lot like Monteverdi, but then you look around at who else is on the pitching staff for Texas Tech, and you've got Birdsell, who has really come into himself as a starting pitcher. Uh, and even Mason Montgomery, and he struggles. Still good enough to get you a lot of wins. Now, the updates on the stats that I gave last week, um, Texas Tech has actually improved in every one of those categories. They are third in the Big 12 in batting average behind I think Oklahoma and Baylor. They have they still have three um in the top 10 in batting average. Baker is second, Jace Young is third, Cal Conley is fifth. So you have three of the top five. <laughs> wow. Fourth in team ERA. Monteverdi has moved up to second in the Big 12. He was third. At 0.75 ERA, his whip is 0.67. His opponent's batting average has eked up a little bit to 0.171. I think it was 160. Uh, he did give up, I think, when I say five hits on Saturday. Um, but that is good. Good. For no, Monteverdi was perfect. No, but the um, his batting average. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, because I think he, he gave up a couple of hits, not runs. Gotcha, um, gotcha. Even though his batting average did go up, his opponent's batting average did go up, it's still good for first in the conference. He has 36 innings pitched, um, 0.75 walks per nine innings to almost 10 strikeouts per nine innings. The team uh, is good for fourth in the country in runs scored, fifth in the country in walks earned, fifth in on-base percentage, you are still first in double plays turned
3: and you are fifth in home runs mashed. Not too shabby, but, but you play one of the best pitchers pitchers in the, the league and one of the best, uh, well, the best home run hitter in the league this week.
2: Yeah. So when, when I said that you were um, your pitchers have given up fewer home runs, I mean, you've given up 11 home runs on the season. And have hit 35. Let's throw that out there. You've hit three times as many home runs than you've given up. Um, You're second in the conference in terms of home runs given up to Kansas State, who's allowed 18, which was seventh in the conference. So there's opportunities to score some runs here. Uh, They, Kansas State, averages giving up more than five runs per game, where you average scoring. Eight runs, eight and a half runs per game. Their offense is good for just under six runs a game, where you give up just over four runs a game.
3: So, I like Texas Tech to win this series. Maybe not sweep, but yeah, they they may not sweep. They they may struggle one day, but I'm with you. I think it. I think they'll take the series.
2: Yeah, Kansas State is uh, definitely a better baseball program than I would have expected at least in the past couple of years, uh, a team that is struggling that I would not have expected has been West Virginia. If you look at these same kind of stats up and down, they are consistently eighth or ninth in the conference across the board. You're like, wow, they fall off Oklahoma though. They're going to give you a run for your money. Um, so is Baylor. Uh, and, and those, those categories, but this weekend, Kansas state Thursday, Friday, Saturday,
3: to get in time and get back home in time for Easter. Yep. And then as you pointed out, no midweek game and uh, TCU comes to town Friday, April 9th and plays Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. You're playing a
2: lot fewer midweek games than you have this, this season, but it yeah. makes sense this week when you're going to move up a, a series and play Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Although I think Texas tech has probably in the past play like a, a single game like on a Tuesday a New um,
3: Mexico or New Mexico State
2: <laughs> yeah somebody close or go down to like yeah they'll, they'll play New Mexico in like Midland or something um but yeah so you're not playing midweek game this this week you're not playing one next week either but Kansas State this week in TCU TCU has been really good too they've they're in terms of when I was going through all these stats uh, they're consistently middle of the conference but like they're really close to um, being a lot higher so I don't think the the numbers completely tell the story when you look at TCU because I think they're, they're really close. Alright Michael you want to move on to wrap this up and talk about some
3: football? Yeah let's do it.
2: All right They go four up top. They throw the fade to Fasher.
5: Touchdown top Delivered.
1: off to Fields, Down the sideline. Touchdown, Red Raiders. 97 yards. Carroll back to throw going deep down the sideline for Robert Johnson. And oh, he my. he got it. Touchdown, oh. Raiders. Robert Johnson, touchdown, Red Raiders. Take a shot to the end zone.
5: And it's a touchdown
1: Reginald Davis. All day to throw. Over. Top Grant, touchdown, Texas Tech. Second down now. Deep strike, got the big man. Turn, full and touchdown, run runners with a second to go.
5: Let the scoring begin.
2: So there was um, some media availability, Michael. And the coordinator spoke. Do you have a chance to listen to what uh, good old Sonny Cumbie had to say about his quarterback room?
3: I did. I listened to most of, I I think I caught maybe, I don't think I caught the last of Patterson's question, uh, his final question. But yeah, I listened to all of Cumbie's, most of Patterson's. Cumbie's got a lot to say about the the old QB room. Uh, Doesn't sound like he's ruling anybody out. I did Appreciate, and this is maybe where you're headed. The praise heaped on, on our guy, Donovan Smith. What? I know. I know. I really appreciated that. I'm trying not to look too much into it as, no as, uh, throwing... you know, we shouldn't in <laughs> March.
2: <laughs> it's that, uh, it's oh that Batman gosh. and Robin cartoon meme where he's like spring, uh tech tech football is looking good. And like Batman slapping Robin, it's like, it's spring football. <laughs>
3: Yeah, it's, it's been, it's been fun. I enjoyed the, they had a new video, I think yesterday or today that uh, Seth had in the morning steak where he was kind of firing up with the players and yelling out hot sauce and
4: doing doing all sorts of
3: fun stuff. So, I mean, it, he looks like he's having fun and, 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 um, you know, really kind of bonding with the players a little bit, but. I'm sure that's what these videos are edited to look like, but his, I, I do enjoy his press conference. I enjoy hearing him talk about football, his players. I feel like he knows the players very well. I think Patterson was referencing roster sheets here and there <laughs> based off what I could see, which, Hey, you know i am I w I'm, I'm terrible with names. I am the worst he, with names. He also had a bunch of new guys. This like just joined this, this term. Well, every guy to come, new. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> Every, he's he also he's also recruited a bunch of these guys true true and he mentioned that he even mentioned how um how different once donovan smith got to friendship i think he he shared a story about how he went and watched a couple of friendship practices before donovan smith got there and there was definitely a huge difference once smith got there and what he was able to do with that team and that's one of the things he looks for in a quarterback is just if they can win, if they're a winner, if they can win football games, that was what is one of the things he mentioned. So yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff in here. Most, most of, I'd say about half the press conference are quarterback related questions because of course he does go into the line a little bit, how he's switching some guys around. Um, I'll be honest with you. I'm not as familiar with all that. He, He felt really good about the H position Which when he listed off all the guys that are there, you know, I almost kind of forgot who all was there. And he listed all those names. I thought, yeah, that's a really good (laughs) position group. That's a good group to be proud of. Yeah, yeah, all these guys are healthy again, and and you know, you you've got McLean Mannix and Miles Price, and I think Dalton Rigdon and some other guys. You know, you're like, man, yeah, that is really a really good group. Uh, Did did you get anything? I mean. The tight end position, I was, was kind of interesting that Koontz is still the main guy, as far as I can tell. But uh, you know, they, they were he was talking about who was backing him up, and I am just completely blanking on his name right now. Um, Holcomb. It sounds like he's maybe tight end number two right now. Uh, he played just a little bit last year, mm-hmm. yeah. As a as a true freshman, but um, it sounds like he might be getting second team reps right now. Who knows?
2: Yeah. So on, on the the outside receivers, you're looking at um Eric Uzagama on one side, uh, with Loic Fungi behind him, um, and then Trey Cleveland on the other side. Uh, he, he mentions Koontz as a big target. The guys at H: Sterling Galban, Miles Price, McLean Mannix. Um JJ Sparkman and JB or to Bradley at X, which is another a- outside receiver. He said, we, we look like a basketball team out there. They're all big targets. Um, and then he went into a lot of praise for the running backs. You know, Sir Roger Thompson, he says explosive and powerful, great inside zone runner, good vision. Uh, Taj Brooks has great patience and vision. He moves forward with his pads. Um, Jadarius Townsend, great top-end speed. It's his whole group. Work ethic is strong. Um, and then of course you've got Xavier White and uh, Cameron Valdez also coming into this room, the the running back room. So I think you look around at your skill positions, running backs, receivers, tight ends, quarterbacks. You feel really good. Concerns were always offensive line. Um, and he's, you know, he pointed off, uh, Caleb Rogers is probably going to be your starting at right tackle. Uh, and then TJ is going to come in from the TCU transfer. TJ Stormont will play left, but then I think a lot of stuff in the middle, you know, it's going to be just whoever can separate themselves and, uh, you know, determine that they're going to be
3: contributors. Um, yeah. It sounded like he was still swapping guys around on the, uh, you know, the center position and the two outside guys,
2: And then, and then like like you're mentioning with, um, with Patterson, man, like there was a lot of stuff. Like when when you, when you sit there and look at your, your depth and your talent around the defensive side of the ball. Uh, and then when, when he mentioned, I can't remember if it was in this availability or a different one, when he was said last year, we went from 10th in the conference and all these different stats, statistical categories said, we moved up to fifth or second, like Yes, we've got room to get even better than that. Um, I think like you look around and you're like, holy crap, like there are some good guys on this roster. Now, corner depth is probably the biggest thing you'd be concerned about, but you added good defensive backs, your defensive line. And your
3: defensive backs are tall. They're big dudes. They're big dudes. Um, Rashad Williams, 6'3", 205. Malik Dunlaps, he said he's closer to 6'4", 215. I mean, you've got a defensive back named Muddy Waters. That's pretty cool. All timer name, Demarcus Fields, of course, Eric McR- Eric Monroe. But just uh, some height, some height on that outside is is something that Tech hasn't seen a whole lot. At least not since I've been watching. We've we've always had guys that are a little bit shorter. I mean, fast as could be, but it's hard to it's hard to guard guys that are you know six five wide receivers out there that can jump. When you're five, eight, you know?
2: So lots of, uh, Kool-Aid to drink sunshine to be taken in in. and here in spring football. Um, still like just even that much more interested in possibly going to the spring game, watching it. If it's not, you know, if it's gonna be broadcast or something,
3: I don't know, man. It's just kind of hard to, it's still just hard to follow the spring game. Who's what? that? Who's this? What number is this?
2: That's why you have like are they on the like black a, team or the red team I a don't roster. Know. Like, okay, who's wearing this weird number that I've never seen. And and how are they scoring things or w- w- why is that three points? And <laughs> that was a weird anyways. Um, I mean, it's spring. I I, I don't know enough to be like, oh, oh, I now feel better about one more win this fall. <laughs> this schedule, <laughs> still going to suck. It's going to be difficult. <laughs> yeah, You have a crappy home schedule. That's not changing your team. You may find some things to be believers in a little bit more now than you did a month ago, two months ago, but I want to see it.
3: Yeah. I think there's going to be some, just like we saw last year, some really solid position groups. And I just hope that trend continues that just more solid position groups emerge. <laughs> Yeah, because like
2: when you're talking about this right now, you forget about like Oklahoma. the next thing
3: you know, you got a good team.
2: Yeah. But like you forget, like your matchups against Oklahoma have been dreadful. Oof. Iowa State, dreadful. You go into like TCU, just kind of like, uh, we should have advantages. No. Texas, no. Baylor, you did this year, but like, like you feel good now. Really? And then you look at matchups like, oh, but wait a minute! Like, do I feel better to feel like we're going to win against Kansas State, Iowa State,
3: Kansas? Let's, let's, Are we going to do better let's, against Kansas? Let's, let's 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 hold the phone on Iowa State here. Let's yeah. let's not let's not go down that road yet. I mean, they, they were playing for the conference
2: title. All right, um, let's uh let's wrap this up and get to what we learned. What do we learn, Palmer? I don't know, sir. I don't know either. So one thing, really quickly. You've taken it off the list here, but I wanted to touch back. We we mentioned, I don't know if it was at the very end of the recording or if it was afterwards. I am I'm going to be converting some of my backyard, my my great lawn back there into garden space. Oh, yes. Um fruits and vegetables mainly, but I've also gotten really interested in trying to grow some peppers. Oh, please do to do like salsas. But I've also seen like you can make really good hot sauces. And, and some of this, I don't, I, this guy, I went down this rabbit hole. I was watching this dude from England make all kinds of like fantastic looking sauces, but like he legit ferments his peppers sometimes for months at a time. in this specially made fermenting cabinet, which was a temperature controlled, um, refrigerator i don't know i i, I don't know if i want to try all that or, or if i just want to get like a just a normal jar in the in the pantry yeah. and just try that Burp out. It every now and then but i'm excited like we're gonna do um like strawberries raspberries sunflowers squash zucchini
3: tomatoes oh, and then a whole mess of peppers that's gonna be great i i may try to Talking to growing some cayenne peppers or something. I did get cayenne pepper seeds. Yes. I still, okay. I talked about hot sauce all for my, what we learned last week. I never made any. I did not make any this weekend. I don't know when I'm going to. Did did you find any cayenne? Well, I found, no, I never found cayenne, but I need to just go to H-E-B, look around, see what they've got. Probably nothing.
2: (laughs) I mean, you're probably going to find like jalapenos, serranos, and habaneros.
3: And habaneros. Yeah. And maybe some like Anaheim's or maybe something like that. Yeah. So I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to venture out, but I was kind of just bummed because it wasn't easily on the, on the app when that's usually, that's how we do our shopping. And I thought, I gotta go in to the store and look around. Oh man, I just don't have that kind of time. It's like what? 45 minutes it's going to take you all like five minutes to look around their produce section, man. No, I know. I know. I'm talking like if from when I get in my, from when I stand up to get in my truck and go <laughs> to the store and come back, it's like 45 minutes, but I'm still like, ah, oh, no, that's just what a time well, commitment. That's a commitment, man.
2: The other thing I want to talk about is little league. Um, Cause you know, everybody cares about the coach pitch Dodgers of the Lubbock Cooper little league. <laughs> um, they have a Facebook group. Yeah, we do. Do you really? I don't know. I just the, do that out there. <laughs> the league has a Facebook page. We don't have a, like the team doesn't have a Facebook group. We use a different app for communication. Anyways, we had a really terrible draw on the first two games of our schedule. Like we played the two, two of the three toughest teams in the league. We got one more. Everybody said, you know, watch out for the reds. Um, Saturday we got blasted pretty oh, bad. Oh no. Oh, Spencer. <laughs> 22 to zero (laughs) Um, in, so in, in our division, in a matter of those specific rules, we were the, we were the visitors. So we, we bat in the top of the inning. We went, our team went up to bat through five innings before our, our time ran out and all that kind of stuff. If you can do quick math with, with getting zero hits, if you go up to bat five full innings, that's 15 batters. We had 17 at bats. Oh, 13 strikeouts. Oh, 13 of 17 were strikeouts. Now that's a lot of three up three downs, my friend, way too many. Now here's the thing. One of my assistant coaches who Volunteered as an assistant coach. Have the opportunity to be a head coach? No, he said no. I just wanted, I wanted whatever. To start the game, he went. He started the the home plate, the, the the meeting with the other team's manager and the umpire. Like he went to the plate meeting. I was like, like he started like no, no, no. Like this is where you exchange lineup cards, which I have in my pocket, and we talk about rules. Since then, he has found several opportunities to undermine my position as the manager of the team. Oh, no. He has, he decided he was going to run uh, very specific drills and practice, like he took over practice today. Um, we, we were, ha- I, the things he wanted to do are deficiencies in our team. Sure. I understand that like he wanted to work on relays and make sure that like if the ball gets to the outfield, we know how to get the ball back in quickly. Understand that that's needed. It was highlighted on Saturday because we played a team that was stroking the ball to the outfield (laughs) batter after batter. So like it was fresh on everybody's mind. Like our outfield was struggling. However, let me point your eyes back to the stat of 17 at bats and 13 strikeouts. So we, we played a game on Saturday. We have a game on Thursday. He got the team and some of the parents all riled up we're going to, we're going to move practice to a, like, a specific field. So be like, the kids get, get used to playing on baseball fields and they get used to playing um, and seeing how the game is going to happen. And that they know where to go with the ball, it was like, Guys, I don't think having a little bit of extra grass on the field we practice is going to make that big of a difference in how the team plays. Also, you remember how like before every pitch, I'm all like, plays at first. I'm telling them where to go with the ball. They don't have to think about it. If I say plays at first, pick up the ball, throw it to first. Yeah. if they feel But defensive. no, this coach is like, man, we, we, we got to do this. So... Trust me, I'm not rooting for our team to fail Thursday of course night. Not. However, I am petty enough that if we struggle offensively again, I'm going to walk up to him afterwards and be like, I hope you got that out of your system. <laughs> Running a full practice of figuring out how to relay and make a cutoff from the outfield to the infield doesn't do jack shit if you cannot hit the ball. <laughs> Thank you for wasting our one practice before we have two games. <laughs> on a defensive technique that we will never use that won't help us score
3: runs. Okay. Thanks. That's right. I think, I think your best bet here is to get the bats going. You got to get the bats going, Spencer. So tonight, that's all all you need.
2: So tonight, each player got two at bats, barely more than they got in the full game on Saturday. They saw 10 pitches each. That is it. It's like, we are not prepared to go into another game. If we cannot see the pitch and hit the pitch, <laughs> but sure let's run relay races. Let's run drills on how to hit the cutoff man. I don't know, man. Like I, I, I wanted to be in control of the team so I can kind of control like the players around my son. Cause I don't want him to play in a really crappy team. Cause there have been teams that have been identified to us, but like, you guys have struggled. You guys are, are, are better than your record. This other team though. Ooh boy. But there've been several teams are like, Ooh boy, that team over there. I don't want to be that team anymore. I've done that tw- two years now where it's like, we were probably, Ooh boy, that team.
3: Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're ready to, to I, climb out of there. But
2: here's the thing. Grayson may never have interest in baseball. He's not our most talented player. The most talented teams are teams that the, the coaches sons are the best players because what they do, those players aren't drafted. They're not draft eligible. So they have the best players already. And then they go and draft better players to join the team. I'm going on way too long about little league. So they're able to stack their teams. Like they start off at a higher talent level than, than I can just because Grayson is just not, he's not a talented baseball player. He loves to play great. I like to play baseball. I like to coach him playing baseball. That's just not where we're going to be. I just don't want to be like, I don't want to relinquish that. And then him end up on a team that's really tragically bad. And then I have no control or no say in it. So anyways, here we are. I have a coach. (laughs) I've considered going to the league and be like, is there a way to remove a coach and player from my team? Can I fire a guy who's not paid? (laughs) Can I delegate them to this team that everybody says, Oh boy, that they need help. Like, hey, why don't you go play for the Blue Jays? Go help them run practices and see how you feel. Okay, bye.
3: <laughs> so I'm... Well, I'm, do you want to know what I learned? Uh, yes, please. Anything except more Little League Baseball. I didn't learn really that much, except that I found a an audio book that made me slightly scared to be listening to it in the middle of the night. That sounds and good. And it's not going to be any audio book that you would expect to hear after that statement, but it's a book called um, Midnight in Chernobyl, which is a historical account of what happened at the um, at the Chernobyl power plants back in the 80s, the night that Unit 4 melted down.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And it is just chilling. It is just some chilling some chilling real life stuff that just makes you uh, just makes you think of everything. It makes you live through it. It makes you think, what would I do? It makes you think about the Soviet union and communism. And it makes you think about nuclear power and how safe it is and engineering ethics. And, you know, it's just everything, just everything about it. It just makes you think the whole time. And then, you know, people's faces are melting off and, there's graphite that when you put water on it, it actually burns hotter because it's so radioactive. And there's, it's just like this hellscape, and I'm I'm like five hours into it. But so, anyway, it, it was weird. Last night I was playing my video game, I was playing my snow runner game, just enjoying myself, <laughs> uh, hauling a, hauling a, a couple of loads of logs to the farm, and then, you know, I've just had my audiobook playing in the side and I just kept hearing noises creak in the house and I don't know I was like well (laughs) it was it was bizarre that this was the thing that like really freaks me out but I'm still listening to it (laughs) yeah so I
2: I I looked up on Amazon really quickly I I still have an audible trial I could activate and get this
3: for free I got this through I don't know if you are a member of the Lubbock public library Mm -mm. but if you are they have this this app that's called Libby and through the Libby app you can check out all sorts of kindle books and you can check out audiobooks too and i've we we signed up for the library right before the pandemic hit and let me tell you that's been a great thing to have so if anybody listening <laughs> check out your local <laughs> library there might be a way to uh, listen to audiobooks and read ebooks for free on top of you know actually being able to go into the library and pick out good old paper books
2: yeah i may have to check it out because uh, you know reading's not my my, my strong so I, I start reading and i get tired and bored and i end up falling asleep
3: these maybe, audiobooks though man game changer
2: all right that'll do it for us on the 23 personnel podcast next week we'll talk about chris beard and where he's coaching next year for michael i'm spencer we'll catch you next time
1: Remember to tell your friends about the show. The guys will be back next week with another episode. And until then, guns up and let the tortillas fly.
5: One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car...